This is the Hope Church Winter Garden Podcast for February 7th, 2016, titled, It All Comes Down to This. I love you guys, and uh, God loves you more than that, and um, last week was awesome. We baptized 16 people last week, which was awesome. That was our first baptism ever. Yeah, that's cool. And um, those of you guys that are new to us, we're, we're, only, we're only five 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 or six months old. I lost track and because um, I can't get past much more than that. So we're five or six uh, months um, into this journey uh, we call Hope Church. And uh, we've started this thing and uh, we've kind of 40 people. Um, it started with 20 people and became 40 people and 40 people was a team and that team opened these doors and we've had 100 people and we've had 150 people and we've had 160 people and last week we, 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 we were up 60 or 70 people last week. We had 220 people in our services last week. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and here's, I want to say that to you to say this, like you can't humanly do that. Just what we want, you know, we're, we're a Jesus church. Um, I, people ask us all the time, what, what denomination are you guys? We're not really a denomination, we're a Jesus church. And because now if you're non-denominational, that means something. So we're just a Jesus church and everyone that comes here a lot, you, you kind of capture that. We, everybody say, we're a Jesus church, we preach the Bible, and we, we preach Jesus and we preach the Bible. And we preach Jesus and we preach the Bible. Last week, one of our students was in the service and he counted how many times I said God and how many times I said Jesus. And, um, and I, I want to be known for that. I want to be. A, I, I want people to know when they get. I mean, I think he. I think he likes Jesus. <laughs> I think he likes God. I want people to to capture that when you leave here. I, if you're changing and God's gonna do something in your life, we don't want you to know it's not gonna be church that changes you. We can change you temporarily, and um, but we want you to know that only God can change you, change you forever. And so we we want people to. Our main theme theme for our church is God and Jesus and the Bible. That's kind of it. And so if you're new to our church, kind of you kind of it's that and. We, we love everybody. We love all people at all times and all places. That's our mission. And so, um, but I got something I want to talk to you about today. I, I love today. Today was fun. Church should be fun, right? If, if you go to church and it's boring, you probably won't come back. So our goal is this. We want people to come in and we want to have fun in church. And so um, only people that don't like what we did today is the religious people. And they won't come back next week. And it's okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, we, we like to have fun in church. It, church should be fun. I think Jesus... I think Jesus had fun in church. Um, you remember that story where he flipped the table over? Okay, that wasn't a funny thing, but I thought it was kind of fun that he did that. Because I'm like, man, this guy is always doing the right thing. And all of a sudden he flips his table over. And I'm like, so I'm talking about Jesus. That's my kind of Jesus, you know. I don't want Jesus walking around. And I don't like the Jesus, I don't like the, the Jesus that you see in all the pictures where he has perfectly, uh, he, his skin looks good. And he looks like six foot four and he looks muscular. And his hair is like blown in the wind. I don't like the Jesus. I like tough Jesus. I like Carpenter Jesus, and those those are those pictures that you see in, and um, in the world. Those are just they're just pictures, and he doesn't look anything like that. He's from the, from the mid mid East, and so he's he looks rough, and he walked places, so he wasn't perfectly manicured and pedicured. Definitely wasn't pedicured. They wore sandals. You know, he had some ratchet feet. Um, <clears throat> they the guy if you if pedicures would have came around back then, that that guy who started pedicures back then would have been a billionaire because everyone had busted up toes. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, I was talking to some guy the other day, and he's like, hey, I'm going on a missions trip. I said, awesome. Where are you going? He said, I'm going here. I said, let me tell you what you do on a missions trip. I looked at him. I got real quiet. He goes, hey. I said, hey, what's up, man? He goes, I said, have you ever gotten a pedicure before? You know, and he looks at me like, dude, I'm a man. Of course I haven't had a pedicure. I said, well, let me do yourself a favor, man. When you get on that mission field, find a place, get a pedicure. They're cheap there. You'll love it. You know, like, um, like you gotta get, you gotta get a pedicure, anyways. So we have this Jesus guy, and uh, and 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 he is, and he's he's tough. He's a tough guy, and 
Um, but only is he a tough guy, he, he loves you. Jesus loves you unconditionally. He doesn't need you to get right before he loves you. I kind of said that in, our, in, in, in my first mini sermon, but he loves you unconditionally. He loves you where you're at. He loves you where you're going to be at. He loves everything about you. Jesus is madly in love with you. And, um, and, and that's awesome part of the story. But I also want you to know this. There's a guy in the Bible, and I, I'm going to talk to you about the enemy. And this is going to sound, that you haven't heard me use the word Satan much. I don't like to talk about the enemy. I don't, like to, I don't even like to have a conversation about him. He's a punk. Um, I don't like Satan. And um, I, I wanted to call this, I wanted to call this um, sermon, Dear Satan, I Hate You. And, um, and I just, I believe this, that I, I want you to know this about our church and, and, and about you and your life. We, um, you guys are going to get on mission. And we talked about mission last week, and we're going to go into a series next week that's talking about how God, wants you to, how God wants you to live out your life. God wants you to have a blessed life. He's blessed your life, and he wants you to have a blessed life. And we're going to go through that. But I want you guys to know this. And, and, and I'm going to try to communicate this to you as clearly as possible. And I, I want to kind of hit it, and I want to I I leave it. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I don't want to give Satan any more credit um, than he deserves. But I want you guys to know this about Satan. He wants to destroy you. He hates you. If you're on mission. If you're doing the right thing, if you're serving Jesus and you're following God and you're doing all the things that, you, all the things that he wants you to do, if you're, doing, if you're following the book and you're on mission and you're loving people and you're serving people and, and you're serving him and you're loving him, if you're doing that thing, Satan wants to destroy you. He wants to tear you limb to limb. And so I want to I want to talk to you guys about that today, and I want you to know that it's 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 going to be okay. Obviously, I'm going to end with, with some good news because I believe that the gospel is good news, and so I want I want to end with that. But I want you to know that Satan wants to destroy you. He wants to tear you from limb to limb, and he wants you to fall apart. That's what Satan wants for every single one of you guys in here today. Have you ever tried to figure out why your life's not going the way it's supposed to go? You ever figure out why you're like you're like limping through life? Like, man, I I can't. I, why am I limping through life? You want to know why you're limping through life? It's because Satan's out to get you. He's out to get you. He's out to destroy your life. He, he wants to make you miserable. If you're married in here today, he wants to pull your marriage apart. If you high school students and middle school students, he wants you to get so bombarded by the pressure of this world. He wants you to listen to the friends of this world. He wants you to get caught up in immorality. Satan wants you to get caught up in whatever. If you're at work and you get to the place in your, in your job and you're doing well and you feel like, man, I'm having a hard time doing the right thing. I'm having a hard time having integrity. If you, if you feel like that, that's because Satan's coming after you. He wants you to be distracted. He wants, you to, he wants to defeat you. He wants to do that in your life. He, you know, if you walk out tomorrow and, and, your, and your car doesn't work, I, that's not Satan's fault. It just happens to be that you might need a new battery. But I want you to know this. If you get in that car and you say, I'm going to go out and be on a mission today, I want you to know that Satan wants to, to, to destroy your life. He wants to tear you from limb to limb. The Bible says that he's, he's roaring through the earth looking for the people that he can tear apart. And being at this church, you just rest assured that Satan's coming for me and he's coming for you if you're here. You're like, man, you're already trying to shrink the thing. <laughs> he wants you. Satan wants you. He, want, he just wants you. The Bible tells us that he wants you. Um, he, and he wants to tear you apart. He wants to do, he wants to do whatever he can to tear, to tear your family apart. He wants to do that. And so, and not only does he want to do it to you, he, he tried to do it to Jesus. And so I have this sermon today, and you, you've got the phrase already, it all comes down to this. I think Satan got to a point in his life where he went after Jesus, and he thought, I got him. I've got Jesus. It came down to this, and, and, and I got him. You're going to come to a moment where you're standing between what's right and what's wrong, and Satan's going to try to own your life. He's going to try to take over. He's going to try to hijack your life. I was with a friend of mine this week, and he said, I feel like Satan, 
I feel like Satan has hijacked my dreams. He's murdered my dreams. He's trying to tear me apart limb from limb. He said, I feel like I've got a little nick on my, on my, on my leg. And I feel like every animal is, out, is coming, everything that's coming at me is just coming at me. If you, if you get in the ocean and you get a little scratch on your leg, they, they say that sharks have a really good sense of, of smell. And so they can sense that and smell that blood and they all come to it. It's a feeding, feeding frenzy. If you ever watch TV or you watch National Geographic, I don't even know if that's on TV anymore because I don't watch it, but if you watch any type of animal show, if you see one little animal get wounded and it's dragging its leg, those animals always pounce on the weak one or the little one or the hurting one. It always does that. And it comes down to a moment for that animal, either they're going to get out of there barely or it's the end of their, their life. And same thing for, I've seen all these shark victims, these people that get bitten by sharks, and most of those people that get bit by sharks in the ocean, most of them make it. Did you know that? They, they just get bitten. The shark realizes that it's not food or it's not what kind of food they want, and, and they take off. And so I want to look in the Bible today because that's the best thing I have to offer you. It's in Matthew chapter 4. Um, if you have a Bible or if you have an iPhone or iPad, we want you to know this. You can click in and follow us. We want you to know what we're saying is true. And so Bible, Matthew chapter 4, and, um, and I also want you to, to know this. If you don't have a Bible, say one of our favorite things about Sundays is when church gets over, when you walk out those doors, there's a bistro table out there, and there's an orange, um, an orange uh, pop-up banner, and that's what we call it the orange room. When people come back and say, hey, can I get a Bible? We love that. And so if you don't have a Bible, we'd love for you to have one. Matthew chapter 4, did you know last year, this is super spiritual, last year on Super Bowl Sunday there was over 1 billion ch- chicken wings consumed? come from? It came from my notes. I wrote it down. <clears throat> One billion chicken wings. I'm about lunch. I'll be honest with you. One billion chicken wings and a hundred million pounds of avocado. All my Spanish people say amen. <laughs> and um, anyone can eat avocado. Was that racist or not? I don't even know. Any, everyone's eating avocado. Everyone, who does, if you don't like guacamole, you're missing out or someone hasn't made it for you the right way. Matthew chapter 4. That was a strong amen. That was a strong amen. You did. This is good. Okay, here we go. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. So you have Satan here and you have Jesus here. Jesus is coming off a 40-day fast. It's a long time. And so 40 days fast and Jesus comes out to Satan and Satan comes out to Jesus. And during that time, the devil says to him, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Satan probably thought it all comes down to this. I got them. But Jesus said to him, no, I'm not doing that, Satan. Scripture, here's what the Bible says. People do not live by bread alone, but they live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Verse 5, it says this, Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and he said to him, If you are the Son of God, jump off, for the Scriptures say, He will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even get hurt. Your foot 
even on a stone. So he says, it all comes down to this. If I can get him to try this food, then he'll, 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 he'll fall down. I'll have him. Satan thought, I'll have Jesus. I'm going to own Jesus. He's going to break. He's not going to do the right thing. And he's going to break and he's going to fall and he's going to be defeated. And then he comes up to him again. He takes him up to a holy city and says, Satan, let's jump off this. Satan says, let's jump off this thing. And because you're Jesus, we're going to catch you. We'll, you're going to catch you because your father's going to catch you. The angels will catch you. You're going to be okay. And Satan thought, cool, I got him on this one. And Satan says, and Jesus says to him, the scriptures say you must not test the Lord your God. Then verse 9. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain, and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And Satan says to Jesus, I'll give all this to you, he said, if you'll kneel down and you'll worship me. And he says, get out of here, Satan. Get the heck out of here, you little punk. Jesus told him, for the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and the angels came and he took care of Jesus. I'll read that verse to you one more time. The devil came, I'm sorry, the devil went away, but the angels came and they took care of Jesus. Um, my wife's not here today because her family is, is in a battle. And it's not against people. Why there are some people coming after them. They're not in a battle against people. They're in a battle against Satan. He wants to destroy their family. And um, and I'm here. She left me here by myself. And I'm tired. And I've been with them. We've we've skipped meals this week and we've prayed this week and we've been with our family all week long. And I sit there and I, I watch this family come together and I watch grown men cry and I watch 20 strong, strong godly men come around their family and just pray on Friday night and it was awesome it was a really cool moment for me to be a part of that and watch as a young pastor and one of them I said to them I hope that as we grow as a church so that we can have 15 men around me 15 godly men that can hold my arms up um, just want that want that for our church if we had 15 godly men we could change an entire city we could change this church would look different and we could just see a powerful move of God and um, I was sitting there in this moment, and it's, it's been a couple of it's been a couple of months we've been going through this, and um, I, I I realized that it's not people that are not uh, people are out to get uh, my my family, but I, I realized this it's Satan, Satan's the enemy. It would be so easy for me to make Amy mad, or make Amy mad, or to make Amy mad. It'd be so easy for me to do that, and then for them and and, and to hurt them. And, and, and to go after them and, 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 and or get mad and it'd be easy for them to say you know I'm out of here because Wes is a jerk and and I am a jerk I, I am I'm not perfect you you guys have been around long enough I'm not a perfect person I heard someone say the other day we shouldn't put our pastors on a pedestal we got to put them on the ground where they belong and we got to lift them up in prayer so they can be lifted up and I believe that for a church you people come to our church because every week I get up and say I'm not perfect and I don't have it all figured out I'm learning and I'm growing with you guys I'm just like you I said at a Bible study with with eight men two weeks ago I said a Bible study with four men and I'm learning how to follow Jesus with you guys I'm in this with you guys I'm not exempt from Satan you're not exempt from Satan I'm not exempt from the pressure that you go through I, none of us are exempt from anything we're all in this together and we're all learning this together and so I, I, I said to, the, to my family I said you know this isn't about a person coming after us 
This is about Satan coming after us. This is about Satan coming after us. And I want to communicate this to you. This is, this is fresh. I, you want to know when I wrote this sermon? I haven't wrote it yet. I'm, just, I'm speaking to you for the first time. Because I just knew that God, had, God wanted me to share this as a church. My father-in-law said to me, Wes, you have to watch all this is going on. You have to learn. You have to learn the whole way through, Wes. Keep learning and keep learning. I want to be a learner. I always want to be a learner. We have to be learners. So he said, you got to pay attention because you, you, there's a lot of life principles and a lot of pastoral things I want you to capture so you can, so you're not gonna, you, you don't have to be where, where we're at and where I'm at. you got to be a learner. And so here's what I want you to know, that Satan is coming after you. He wants to destroy you. And I, I, want, I want you to write down a couple things. You, you have notes here, but can I give you just two things to write down? They're in here somewhere. Here they are. Satan can distract you. Satan can distract you, but he can't destroy you. He can't destroy you. It says here in this verse right here, then Jesus was led up. Jesus allowed his, God allowed his son to go up to this mountaintop to be tempted by Satan. He was tempted. He wasn't destroyed. You can be distracted. The devil can distract you but he cannot destroy you. You may feel like, well, man, I, I'm distracted. You know what? I've been distracted. You know what I did last week? Total transparent moment, which is every week. But I got so excited about all the people, all the people, all the people, all the people. We had our biggest attendance of that day. We baptized 16 people. We started this church because we want to see people who don't know Jesus, people that are dead. We want to see them raised to life. And I totally forgot that we had four or five or six people raise their hand to accept Christ as their Savior. Is baptism good? Absolutely. Do we want to do we want to grow this church and we want to see more people come into us, this this community of believers? Do we want that? Absolutely. Those are all good things. They're not bad things. We want that. But man, if we forget that the main thing is seeing people saved, then this then, our, then we're that's not our vision. Our vision is to see people move closer to Jesus Christ into relationship with Jesus Christ. And those that have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we want them to move them closer to Jesus. And I got distracted by all the things around. They're all good things, but I see it's like, look at all that, look at all that. Isn't that cool, isn't that cool? I, mean, I got so distracted by all the things, but I forgot the main thing is that we see people come to know Jesus as their savior. That's our main thing every week, is we want people to move closer to Jesus. And so I want you to know that Satan can distract you, but he cannot destroy you. Let me write down this second thing. Satan can discourage you. He can discourage you, but he cannot destroy you. Can, can you be honest today? How many of you guys have ever been discouraged before? <laughs> that was one of those things where I hope we had 100% participation. If you've ever been discouraged before, then um, you just hang out with me this week and I can discourage you. Um, I'll probably say something I shouldn't say or do something I shouldn't do and just hang out with me. If you've never been discouraged before, you're a newborn. <laughs> uh, you've been discouraged before. Satan can discourage you, can he? Man, why can't my spouse just do this? Maybe, maybe that's not your house. Maybe that's just my house. Or, you know, what, what if my, what if, why does this have to happen? I had a friend say to me the other day, uh, she, she walked in and she said, oh yeah, my, I walked in and our, our electricity was messed up and then the washing machine was broke and then the hot water was turned off. Like, it was like, it was so, it's so easy to get discouraged in our culture today too, right? You know what I hate? I hate I, I hate divorce. I hate death. 
I hate disease, but isn't, aren't those like the three things that are all around us all the time? One out of four people are battling some sort of sickness or disease or some sort of can- Isn't that half marriages, half of the marriages in this world today aren't gonna make it? it it's so easy to get discouraged it's for me. And you, you guys know me, well, I'm always walking around high on Jesus. I don't do drugs, I do Jesus. I'm always high on Jesus. Amy and I and my wife, we, we had uh, eight middle school students downtown Winter Garden on a, on a scavenger hunt. And, and by the way, moms and dad, the best thing you can do is let your kids hang out with us, with the church. I'm not saying with the Diane and I, but with, with this church. That's the best thing you do is drop your, it can be, it's gonna inconvenience you to drop your kid off at an event with us, but the best thing you can do is drop your kid off at an event with us. That's the best thing that can happen. Because you're gonna get around other kids that are following Jesus, thinking around some leaders that are trying to follow Jesus. And that's just gonna be good for them. And so I, um, we hung out with these four, these four middle school kids, uh, four boys, four girls. We did scavenger hunt. Amy took the girls and I took the guys, and it was awesome. We had a blast. And then last night we had about 20 high school kids over to our house, and, and we, we, had, we had a blast. It's very easy for me. I'm always doing things like that. I, I love my house be open. We have people. We, we have over 50 people in community groups. This week we're, it's going to grow even more. This, this week when we have our ladies' Bible study, so there's going to be like 1,000 ladies there ladies love to get together and stuff and so <clears throat> we have people getting in relationships and getting in around people that they can learn and grow from we're gonna have well over 50 people in, in, in community groups just trying to talk about life and trying to figure it out and so I can I'm very easy for me to be excited and focus on all those positive things but I can easily so easily get distracted and Satan wants to distract you if you're gonna be live a life on mission Satan wants to distract you and he wants to discourage you. He wants to do both those things. But I want you to know this. The Bible tells us that you cannot be defeated. The Bible tells us that God is the author of our faith. The Bible says he also is the, the finisher of our faith. If you look at the story of this Bible and the story of this book, if you can look from Genesis and you can flip it all the way to get to the very last book and you, and you read all the way through Revelation, and the Bible tells us this, that if your name is written in the book of life, then, then you win. You win already. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you've already won. What if I had a bad week last week, Wes? You already won. Because the Bible tells us that when all this thing fades away, when this thing, earth, we call it, it fades away, there's going to be a new heaven. And if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're going to spend an eternity in that place. And I can't describe to you what heaven's going to be like because I would do a bad job at it. But I know it's going to be awesome. I know it's going to be incredible. Here's what I know about heaven. Here's what I know about the kingdom of God. When we get there, there's going to be no sin. All the sins that you struggle with on a daily basis, like we all do, because we all have sin in our life. We all have, we always say this, we all have hurts, habits, and hangups. We all have them. One out of one people have a hurt, habit, or hangup. We all have it. When we get there, there's none of that. There's no disease, there's no pain. It's gonna be perfect there. But until we get there, let me help you, okay? We have to be looking to Jesus until we get until we get there. We just gotta keep on going until we see the love in his eyes. We gotta keep on going until we see the love in his eyes and we just, and we just gotta keep on going. You, you'll never be perfect until you get to heaven. But while you're on this earth, God just wants you to progress. And the way you progress is you just look to Jesus and take a step every single day towards him. Does Satan want you? Absolutely. If you're following Jesus, Satan wants you. He wants you, he wants to, he wants to destroy your life. But there's a, the Bible tells us that God's come. He's come to give us life. Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible tells us that we were dead, and then God brought us back 
to life. And we're all about bringing people to this church from death to life. And the only way that we can help you go from death to life is in a person whose name is Jesus. It all comes down to this, my friend. When you're gonna come, when it gets down to the end, the Bible tells us Hebrews chapter nine, verse 27, it's appointed for man to die and in the end there's judgment. And so it all comes down to this very moment in your life where you're gonna either follow Jesus or you're not gonna follow Jesus. And everyone gets the opportunity to follow Jesus. The Bible tells us that God's willing that none should perish. Perish. You can't go through this life, my friends, you cannot go through this life without Jesus. You can't go through life without, without Jesus. Wes, if I move into a relationship with Jesus Christ, am I ever going to be distracted? Absolutely, because Satan's, Satan's smooth, man. He's smooth. He's slick. Here he comes now. <laughs> if Satan came right now, I'd kick his butt so bad. I'm so mad at him right now. I could just destroy him. So if he's looking for you to send him my way, I'll take care of him. You feel like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I can't take on Satan. Just send him my way. I will kick his bottom. Um, did you just tweet that? Did you tweet that? I'll kick Satan's butt. Oh, okay, I just forgot to ask you. Because um, you know once it goes on social media, it's like the real deal. Like if it's on social media, then it's real, right? <laughs> um, hey, I love you guys. And here's what I wanted you to get today. You're like, cool, he's going to land it. I wanted you to get that Satan wants to destroy you. Bible says that God's come to give you life and he's come to give you this abundant life. That's what Jesus came to do. And he wants you to have a relationship with him. And he wants to want when you get distracted, he's right there with you holding your hand. If you're running away from him, by the way, if you're like, man, I'm running away from Jesus because I've been so distracted, I've been so defeated. I want you guys to know when you're running away from God, he's walking right behind you. I walk super fast at Disney. We, we, we park our car. I get the twins in my, I get, no matter where we're parked at in Disney, I take my twins, I put them in a stroller, I put my two, my, my son and my, my daughter and my wife, I make them get on a tram, and usually I beat them because I'm walking, I'm always on mission. I'm walking as fast as I can to get there. Beat them. Usually there's a line, so I, I, I beat them there. Sometimes my trip's like, can I go with you, Dad? I'm like, son, I, I'm too fast. Well, he has to run while I'm walking. I don't even feel bad, Dad. I'm just walking by, making him chase me as fast as he can chase me. He's just like, Dad, slow down. I'm like, ah, your problem, not mine. I just keep on walking. Did you know when you're running away from God, the Bible tells us that he doesn't leave you and he doesn't forsake you. So when you're running away from God, he's just walking right there and waiting for you to stop running. Do you ever notice that when you turn around, after you get on what, run away from God, whenever you turn around that he's right there, you wanna know how he got there? Because he's following you. He's stalking you. And he loves you. He has a plan for your life. Um, Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Visit us at hopewintergarden.com for more information.